Hi, this is Day for Night with Cutting That Stitch, a series that looks at the intersection between theater and poetry in the Edgelands, in the wilderness. In today's episode, I'm actually going to read from some untitled material. And by that, I mean that it's uh, new material, newish, uh, unformed in the sense that doesn't belong to anything yet. It's just some writing that I put together and uh, wanted to test out on this platform. Um, so I'll begin. It doesn't need much introduction. It's fairly transparent, I think. Untitled piece. So, it's nearly the end of the year. And what a year it has been, right? Or as my friend says, we're living in the dumpster fire of the Anthropocene. I don't know if I'd go that far, but it's been epic. And maybe it will just keep getting more and more epic until we all spin out into the blue. I spent a lot of this year in grocery stores, as I'm sure you have too. I think I know the layout at my local grocers better than they do themselves. So every time they move something, it's a shock, you know. I also spent a lot of this year walking down the street, marching, shouting, crying, lifting up my hands and praying for justice, praying for better days, and coping with a lot of death. A lot of deaths all around. It's a lot to carry in your body. My friend tells me that we carry death in our bodies. So when there are lots and lots of deaths all around you, you're carrying all that inside, which is why people are on edge most of the time. It's not just about the dumpster fire of the world, but everything. I know I shouldn't be saying these things right at the start before we even know each other. It's a bit much. Sorry. I can get caught up in things sometimes. But it's just been on my mind. And I'm sure maybe a lot of your minds too how we've been carrying all these deaths inside us for such a long time. And it's... I know, this is supposed to be a cheery story. It's winter solstice. We're nearly there. In some places there will be snow. And in other places, it will be too hot 
and in other places, no one will know what the weather will do. Because that's the kind of world we're in. I don't have a problem with cheeriness. I like it. I've surprised myself a lot this year by how much I like cheeriness. I mean, before everything, I always thought of myself as someone who liked to travel in the dark. I prized myself on being able to stomach dark and intense stories like gruel, like eating your gruel, like Oliver did in Oliver Twist. I thought dark stories were fortifying. I was taught at an early age that it's the dark stuff that makes you stronger. But somewhere around summer of this year, I had a violent reaction to that idea. And it was all because of another friend who lives far away. They had asked me to send them pictures of where I was staying for a kind of art project they were doing. It seemed innocuous enough, and I thought it would be fun. I needed fun. <laughs> they said, just send me a picture a day. And I thought, okay, I can manage that. It's like a picture diary. I used to do those in school in my life writing class. Did you ever take a life writing class? So on day one, I selected a corner of my room and I took a picture. Click. And everything about that morning was gray, but it was doable. Click. I felt a sense of accomplishment. I really did. I thought, I got this. They asked for a picture. Click. I sent it. Click. Boom. Mission accomplished. I even sang the theme song of the Mission Impossible movie as I was doing it, which I never do. Ever. So that was a good day. You need good days, right? But by the 12th day of this, I started to freak out. Like, every picture I took made me sadder and sadder about everything. And I felt no sense of accomplishment or daring or anything. I just felt sad. Like, one of those songs that are made to make you feel sad. Like that. And I thought, well, this is weird. Because I usually can handle sadness... I usually can cope with most things. Even when I am super anxious about money, which is most of the time. So I, I couldn't understand why the simple act of taking a picture of where I was staying every day really threw me for a loop. There was one night I even... I thought the darkest of thoughts, the hamlet of thoughts. It was a fleeting thought. Obviously, I'm still here, but I think what surprised me was that it wasn't something cataclysmic in the world that set me off. When there have been plenty of those that could and should have, but something small stupid, really. An art project. 
and it wasn't even my art project. I was doing it for a friend. And then about three weeks after that, I started to crave beautiful things. Pictures of majestic vistas and gorgeous people and places, honeybees resting in patches of cornflower blue, miles of beach serene against a pale pink sky, a magnificent outdoor theater framed in brilliant light. And then after that, it wasn't so much the physical beauty that I sought out, but joy, actual joy. Dancing your heart out somewhere, singing a big song with a bunch of strangers all in harmony, or sort of harmony, even the glitchy kind. Feeling innocent, carefree, reckless, having a sense of abandon, which sometimes equals joy. And all this chasing of beauty made me think about cheeriness in a way. About how laughing together and singing together and feeling genuinely uplifted in that sort of Prince and the Revolution kind of way. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. Was exactly what I wanted, what I missed, what I had missed for a long time. And that's a selection from an untitled piece, which may or may not become a longer piece, but it's what it is for right now. And I'm going to end today's episode with uh, some writing from Heidi James. Heidi James is an amazing writer uh, that has uh, their debut uh, novel called The Sound Mirror. So this is an excerpt from The Sound Mirror by Heidi James. They contained us, we, I, and their bellies, blood and water, constrained us tight as seeds in the cells and in the breath. Before the splitting, the infinite doubling, and now I hold them all, a rabble of ancestors pressing up from inside against my skin, And two, I contain the next generation if I wish. If I can bear to, bear it, bear down, bear a child. But for now, I am the sum of all those women. I am the total. I am all. I am we, us, them, like debris left high on a hill after a tidal wave, a massive rush of energy. I am what is left. I imagine history trailing me like clanging tin cans on a wedding car, but I'm wrong. We are wrong. History is a halter that leads. We are a beast of burden with a ring through the nose. I go where they lead. I am not I, not whole. My memory's false. I am we. We are whole, fragments, unified and colliding under the swirling universe. It is a romantic imagining, almost religious. But understandable, too, I suppose. 
aware of this construction, which is mine and ours and yours, if you like. You know what women are like, all of them, all those us, we. Stories used to travel like names down the father line. Not anymore. It is said, she was told, that if a pregnant woman gazed at the Himalayas and wished for a beautiful child, it would be so. But now she is far from the mountains, thousands of sea miles from the crumbling bungalow where the spiders hung like ornaments, far from the pure heat of summer and furious damp of monsoon, peacock blue and elephant gray, teacups and pearl inlays, closer now to the place they called, her father at least called, home. She leans on the railings, and us with her, invisible, watching from inside, alongside, watching the gunmetal sea lift and fall. Was it that color because of the war, from the remnants of bombs and the killing machines dissolving in the salt water? She has seen the newsreels, read the papers. She wonders. We watch. She was the only one who hadn't gotten sick, The others, her mother, our sister, the other army wives and children were all green at the gills and had been from the off. The ghastly food hadn't helped. Thirty-eight days from Calcutta, pressing through the ocean, crossing the burning line of the equator and back again, and now, finally, rounding the rock of Gibraltar towards England. We take these stories, these countries, this health. We carry them. Time folds flat and expands like gas. It has its reckoning. And that's an excerpt from beautiful debut novel uh, by Heidi James called The Sound Mirror. Uh, and that's today's episode. As always, this is about you and I in this theater. You're there in the dark. And I here wondering who you are. If you wish to click on the listener support button, please do. Thanks for listening. Today for night.